Welcome to Discover Energy Work. It's really great to be back. Today I have a really, ex- I'm really excited because I've got this really interesting guest, Michaela, who is the co-developer of Seeing Without Eyes. And Seeing Without Eyes is literally what it sounds like. You get to experience seeing beyond your like eye organs. So how are you today, Mi- Michaela? Well, hello, Richard. Hello, everybody who is watching us and will be watching us. Um, it's a great day. It's a quiet day here where I am. It's a national holiday, so people are quiet, energies are quiet, everything is nice, just it is around, which is one of my passions to have kitties around. Otherwise, all is good. Energies are strong, are moving, are creating things that we've been dreaming of for years. Okay. Uh, they, they, they come, uh, the manifestation has started of our okay. biggest dreams. Wow. So everything is perfect. Yes. So I've got a, I've got a, I want to sort of bring everybody to sort of a, an understanding of what you're actually doing because I saw you on the superhuman uh, like film and I saw you with children or, or sh- educating this lady actually how to uh, she was going gradually blind you know medically blind where she was unable to read things like read labels on on bottles and so on and she was able to do that with your instructions. So could you explain to everybody like what is seeing without eyes in, and, and you know how people get there or mm. very, very simply? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a 20 year old going on 21 year old uh, method mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, initially uh, designed, developed by Marco Sarov. And he uh, had the chance to meet a, a man who had this ability naturally. Somehow the environment didn't block this ability. So uh, this got Mark to think, uh, first of all, is this just a, a unique case that this man has this ability? Or rather, if one person can do it, then all of us can do it. Just we don't know how, we don't know that we can do it to begin with, and then we don't know how. So then he started thinking of uh, developing some exercises um, that might activate this ability in absolutely everybody. He, and I agree with him, we do not um, agree with the, the label of paranormal, uh, or even extrasensorial perception. Mm, mm, mm. Rather something we all have, but we don't know. Uh, we just need, first of all, to accept that we have it. It's mm. possible. And then to either try it on your own or look for somebody who has learned to do it and then it can, uh, they can uh, pass on the, the methodology, the, the teaching. Uh, and his idea was a very brilliant one because he thought if somehow we can see without our eyes, then it means that the blind can see. Hmm. With this thought, 
the entire methodology that he created was uh, aiming at replicating our sight, normal sight, through the eyes, transfer it, copy paste it, replicate it to mm. infravision sight, let's call it, to give it a name. Uh, and then the exercises are meant to gradually teach your mind and your brain to be able to, to do it. Uh, with the blind, there, there's a, um, a little bit of discussion about uh, whether they are um, born blind or not. If they had some illness or accident sometime along their life, then it's much easier to get them to recover their sight because they know what it is to see, they know all the visual concepts, colors, objects, everything. Whereas blind from birth, you would have to teach them the actual seeing, not only to see, but also to get a meaning from the, that perception. Right. And then he moved on to thinking uh, maybe it's interesting to offer this to sighted children as well. But of course, for sighted children, he used a blindfold so that the eyes cannot see. And then uh, an interesting thing happened. Parents came back and said, oh, you know, my kid was doing very poorly in school. Now he's one of the top in his class. Uh, he will, used to be aggressive, now he's calm. He used to be too passive, now he's engaged. And all of this um, feedback uh, telling that something happens in the person's system, I don't want to say just the brain because it's not only the brain, in the person's system that somehow uh, helps regulating all of the imbalances that we all have on one level or another. And then uh, he thought of, okay, it works fine with children, what about adults? And then he moved to adults and he developed different, totally different methodology for adults because the, the, the adult psychology is totally different. And then six years ago, I joined, first I attended the course and it was such a powerful experience that uh, it overwhelmed me to the point where I didn't understand anything. I didn't understand what just happened, what did I get. I just felt that something very uh, important happened to me, like a shift, but I could not really describe it or say, yes, I know it's a shift because this or that. Just I felt it inside. And in a month or so after the seminar, I saw some uh, positive changes in my health. At the time when I had the seminar, uh, we knew, Mark knew, that infravision can help with five issues. Visual problems, hearing problems, mm. uh, IQ deficiency or deficit. Um, Dyslexia, which is kind of related to IQ, and speech problems if they were not related to 
the morphology of the mouth, so if they were basically psychological or emotional in nature. But what I had before the seminar was some hormonal issues, particularly the thyroid gland was uh, overactive. And uh, I suddenly noticed that the symptoms that I had been used to for years, like 15, maybe more years, mm. were not there anymore. So I thought, could this be for vision? Because, you know, this is not on the list. So I kept observing, see if with the training I'm getting clear evidence uh, if that is infovision or and there couldn't have been anything else because I didn't do anything else. I didn't do any other seminar or any other therapist. I'm not checking doctors for decades, so that wouldn't have been any way. Uh, and I saw that things were getting better and better. So that got me thinking that maybe this list of five items is not only five items. So then I started telling the people in the course sharing my experience and directed them to observe themselves because I thought maybe nobody reported before because they just missed those things. They were paying attention to, you know, seeing the colors and they missed this other thing. Right. And indeed, people then started to come back and say, you know, I sleep better, I eat less, I do this, I'm calmer, I'm this, I'm that. So then three key questions came to me, which completely put me on a specific path inside of information. Yeah. Um, the first question that came to me was, how is it possible that with the same set of exercises, literally standard set of exercises, you get improvement with visual, with hearing, with IQ. Uh, so these five issues and now my thyroid gland. And the answer was, well, maybe there is indeed, as the method is called, center of direct information perception, maybe there is indeed a center, not only, you know, like a metaphysical name of the method, maybe there really is a center and the, the characteristic of the center is that it communicates with everything else. It's connected to everything else. So then that might explain why with seeing those colored papers, you can improve vision, but you can also fix your thyroid gland. Right. The next question was, what if indeed we can extend the list and how long that list might be of conditions, medical conditions that information can help with? Yeah. And I started contemplating and correlating the empirical observation of what was happening during the seminar with reading about the brain basically and i got to realize hypothetically at least that basically that list can be as long as we as infovision people dare 
to think that it can be. Okay. And the last question that came to me, okay, if that's the case, is there anything that we can do specifically to make this, to, to target this, uh, this uh, uh, outcome rather than waiting and hoping for it to accidentally happen? And that's when I developed the therapeutical branch. Uh, I'm putting it in, in inverted commas because, uh, in my understanding, uh, there's no therapist and patient or client. Um, I'm not doing anything specifically, just this information in my energy field, in my mind, that it's possible the trust in this really unusual method really, really unusual mm. i'm not saying it because i am practicing it i am saying this because of what i witnessed these years while making provision and i'll mm. mention a couple of the experiences that really blew me away um i'm curious you see it, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Did you, you experience this and it blew you away? Were you coming from a science background or were you, were you a housewife or were you a businesswoman? What, what were you, I mean, I, I would think it wouldn't matter what background you come from if people, if you're suddenly seeing without eyes. But I mean, did you, did you have a, like um, a background which made it more, uh, meaningful as it were no no not necessarily uh, i mean my background is uh, english teacher and translator right so i see very little connection between my background and what's happening now right. however i would say that my personal life does have connection um, I always was attracted to really unusual things and unusual people. Uh, the mainstream people and life in general always was very important to me. Um, I would lose patience immediately, <laughs> interest. Um, also, I had some experiences before Improvision, which really opened my mind to it. Uh, I had a couple of lucid dreams and astral travels naturally occurring. Uh, I used to see orbs some years ago, before Improvision already. Right. Uh, somebody has initiated me in seeing the energy. Uh, had initiated me so before the provision again. So I had a little bit of, if you can compare or quantify this, I had some experiences that made me curious mm. uh, and very open to the possibility of unusual things, <clears throat> but more importantly, made me believe that I can manifest those abilities because mm. I always say two levels of, of um, approaching these unusual abilities. One is to believe that they exist, generally speaking, 
And second, equally, <coughs> sorry, equally important that I can have these abilities or train and learn these abilities. Mm. And where most people kind of um, fail themselves, I would say, because we all come up with um, doubts about ourselves. Yes. Uh, maybe I'm too old. Maybe, you know, I haven't had any other spiritual practice before. Maybe this, maybe that, whatever it is. Adults express their, mm, not lack really, but uh, not 100% at least, uh, self-trust by uh, asking these questions, having these doubts. Um, it's interesting. But it's really something that anybody anybody can do it what i find interesting is um uh, as far as i'm you know i have a psychology background uh, as uh, my bachelor's in psychology and when we when we love stability in our lives we actually need stability in our lives and when you discover that something you thought was absolutely not possible is possible that isn't really stability for you that can be quite scary for you, in fact. And scary, scary. Um, it, it should be a good thing, shouldn't it? But actually, you know, there, there's often a lot of resistance um, uh, because, and this is actually a, a psychological theory called terror management theory, which I've mm. just been been looking into. Um, in we do things which which support our self-esteem, our good feeling about ourselves, and it. Yeah, that supports uh, supports us from thinking of ever thinking about our own death, <laughs> believe it or not. Right. And and then you have something uh, which shakes your stability. Yeah. So you you you're kind of lacking self esteem, and then you you go into believe it or not, um, according to the researchers, um, death anxiety. Right. Even even though. When you're experiencing energy, you, you have to question um, the validity or understanding of death is is very limited. So um, yeah, yeah, and, uh, it does like uh, like death of uh, at least part of your belief system. That's what happens during the the, the seminar and. The activation session is very powerful because it activates just that. It shapes our belief system so much, mm. with which we are so identified, mm. that when you are faced with a reality that, okay, maybe you have accepted it intellectually, that's why you came to the center. Okay, you... you reading this that maybe you have some spiritual aspirations so you accept okay so for this story but then when you have the actual experience yeah when you your subconscious mind and i feel somehow that you challenge not only your own 
wound if there is such a thing your own subconscious mind but you challenge actually the collective subconscious mind uh, then it's a really powerful experience and many people tell me especially in the activation session that they feel some kind of a panic attack right which would make so, sense exactly. according to the terror management theory of uh, Solomon exactly. Greenberg and somebody or other, I've forgotten who they were. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, um, and, and that was my experience learning with to feel energy. It was actually, I felt, well, I felt disconnected from everybody. That was sort of like, and I, and I better not tell anybody that I can feel this because they'll think I'm crazy. And I'm watching, I'm like, I'm feeling so great watching the Super Sense um film because i'm seeing children doing it and i'm thinking oh i'm gonna i'm gonna i went out and i bought some pens colored pens i said i'm gonna start trying this i don't know <laughs> and i'm gonna do a class if i possibly can with you um because i know it's i know yeah uh that i've experienced the impossible already happening happening and i experience it like regularly when i'm working with my clients but it's not impossible for me it's only impossible for them, but I just don't tell them because they may be scared, understandably so, yeah. Um, but what would yes. be interesting, wouldn't it be great if we could work out a way of um, uh, defusing that bomb before it goes off, you know, the scare bomb of the panic uh, attack? Well, I've been thinking about this, to be honest. And um, I, of course, when you teach, inevitably you transfer your life experience and your the way you view life based on your own experience and my life experience has been that um, the bomb just had to blow off so i had been put in situations where I did not have the, the, the time, the opportunity to prepare myself or be prepared for that. And so I'm used to bombs. And right. then when I'm watching people, the more you prepare, of course, it's never a standard answer, but generally speaking, I would still go with not preparing them much for two reasons. One, the more you tell them before the experience, the more inevitably you start creating an image, expectations, right. but also very interesting, unconsciously, you put the guard on. Right. Whereas if I catch you off guard, right. then the real experience can happen. And of course I'm there if you get too close to your limit, but your real limit, not the limit that you think you have. Uh, that self-protection limit I'm talking about. Right. And then I'm there to stop you right before you reach that limit right, right. so that nothing happens uh, 
but that is individual and it needs indeed somebody there to, to do that but not you whereas if i am told okay this 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 will happen inevitably it's human condition that i prepare consciously or unconsciously in my mind a scenario and then when i'm facing the experience instead of being totally open to the experience all of the time again consciously or unconsciously i'm busy comparing my scenario with the experience right yes valid point very valid point and so um what what have you like personally found was the most amazing thing that you've been able to do with this uh, seeing without eyes for you? The again the, the therapy side seems to me the most most amazing. Uh, the first thing that struck me again was that once this ability is activated in various ways depending on the, the person that needs that activation um, then it seems to be working on any issue that person might have and i'll give you some examples to see how um, how far away seem to be one from another for example uh, it helps with parkinson it helps with alzheimer it helps with adhd it helps with autism with um how do you call that um metabolism allergies addictions, dementia, if I had one case. Right. Uh, um, what else? Uh, all sorts of emotional traumas, uh, cerebral palsy. Well, this is incredible. It's, that's great. Um, and and <laughs> so can you, can you tell me the story of somebody walked in with a problem and then a little bit sort of an example of the process they went through? Yeah, uh, so I will uh, tell them chronologically because for me they are all amazing. I would not be able to make a hierarchy like which is more than the other. Yeah. They are all, me at least. Um, the first experience that uh, really blew everybody away that we were there was a blind and autistic boy. Uh, in Slovakia, the, the parents brought the boy for the blindness and they asked us if we can help. We said as usual, let's try, there's never 100% guarantee, but what our duty is to try. Our duty as provision people, parents, is to, to bring the boy. So they brought the boy and when they brought him, we saw that actually he was also autistic. That was uh, three years ago, I would say, when I knew absolutely nothing autism, about autism. Absolutely yeah. nothing. The only right. thing that I knew was something very, very primitive, which is that uh, autistic children live in another world. That's all I knew. 
if that can be called knowledge. Right. So when we saw him all crying and blind and not communicating, not verbal and anything, uh, the usual activation way could not take place. Uh, for example, why? Because all of these children just don't accept the mask. Right. There's something in their energy field that doesn't accept the mask. Very interesting. It's 100% statistically uh, proven to me. I saw in my experience, they do not accept the mask. So the usual way of activating this boy just didn't work. So I had to find a way that I hadn't practiced, I hadn't used before. And it came to me as information and I did it. And uh, then the boy could see the light, that's the first information that we learn to see um, without our eyes, whether they wear a mask or they are blind, this is the right. first information that we see. Uh, so he responded to light in the first session, uh, and I also presented to him colors, but everything in silence, no talk whatsoever. Anyway, he was uh, Slovakian, I was. Romanian English speaking, there was no translator, I was just myself with the boy in the room. Yeah. And then the second session was with his father, teaching him how to integrate the boy in our world. He was literally not living in our world. So not connected through his perceptions, through his senses, to our world. Mm. And then three, four days after, we received from the parents a video of the boy and we have on our YouTube channel, on Mark's YouTube channel, we have the boy with before and after within uh, a time frame of a week how big change is from screaming, shouting, rejecting absolutely everything to a happy, bright, smiling face, playing and talking to his mother, saying amazing or something like that in his language. So that was the first amazing experience. That's incredible. Uh, why? Because I incredible, really, and with no experience on my side. That's what made it for me even more incredible. Like, you know, the more you get experience, the more you expect that you are successful, so maybe it becomes less and less incredible when you have 100 cases, then maybe it becomes sort of normal to you. But when it I, happens for yeah. the first time... I, I don't know, as a, as a like, I've, I've set myself uh, the goal of being a healer, I'm, I'm always absolutely thrilled when I have somebody get better. Like for whatever reason, I, th I think it's it's always amazing. Well, normally, because I see people who really they don't have hope in any other direction. That's that's kind of the the people that I I want to say like there are other options, but I understand you probably feel there aren't, but there are. Um, and and I, I hear you giving that hope. I mean, that's amazing. 
generally people who get to people like you and me are those who tried all the uh, you know the usual options and they didn't work so the last chance is something completely unusual and then they find us um, and these are the best patients because they are really open they understand this is my last chance so they put all their hope all their intention or everything in there like the last you know straw that can save them and guess what it does fantastic um, and then the next yeah the next uh, experience was in uh, kazakhstan where i had five disabled children uh, again different disabilities I missed it. Five, was it? Different disabilities. Right. Uh, one was autistic, another one cerebral palsy, another one which is not a disability in itself, but it's it may get disabilitating, which is Down syndrome. Um, yes. Yeah. And I think it was too with uh, cerebral palsy, but different manifestation. Like one of them had his hand like that, and fingers. Oh, that's that's yeah. 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 Uh, um, another one with elements of autism. He would not uh, walk, stepping on his entire soul, uh, tiptoeing, uh, which is one of the elements from the um, autism spectrum uh, and also not going to the toilet which is again another element of the autism spectrum uh, and the autistic the down syndrome boy three year old um, very very low iq uh, to the point where uh, the mother could not tell him go to the other room and bring that to me. He had, she had to tell him, go to the other room. When he was there, would tell him, okay, uh, open the cupboard, for example. Okay, next. So he would, was not able to process complex uh, information. Right. And um, we had two sessions and accidentally, luckily, during these uh, three days uh, when we met, he also, the boy also had uh, another therapy uh, with a speech therapist. And uh, he had had one session already, so she could have evaluated him and when she had him the same session, the therapist told the mother what happened because what we achieved today, normally I would have had to work two, three months to get this result. Wow. So the well, that's, brain... that's, that's an incredible financial incentive. <laughs> People are expensive. I mean, you know, they're worth it, but they're expensive.
Yes, yes. Uh, and then after the second session, he started becoming uh, to become um, verbal and uh, more, more focused. Of course, he mm. would have ADHD. Uh, more cooperative. So he changed in two sessions. One of the the, the amazing incredibly amazing things about improvision it's enough one session to know if we can help or not and that's amazing because if you don't get results in the first session then you know it doesn't make sense to invest time right. and energy anymore right just okay. go look for another therapy rather than you know going for five years and getting nothing right that's one thing and it's amazing i'm uh, sure the other side yes sorry I, well I, i'm curious yeah. I'm, on I'm the other side if you yeah. do get this done yeah okay let me finish because there's a <laughs> sure um, sure mismatch so on the other hand if you do get results, then it's again interesting, counterintuitive, I would say, the bigger the problem, the greater the miracle. Like you would think, okay, the problem is that big, I need 10 years to get it to normal. No, it's the other way around. The bigger the problem, the greater the impact is in just one session then of course it has to be uh, stabilized that's true however you see the results immediately that's for me amazing both for myself and for the parents if we talk about children fantastic i mean i want to just like i, I want to like help you guys um connect with the world um, I found it very hard to find you, so I watched the the, the superhuman um, uh, video, and I was like, "Oh, I've got to speak to these people. I've, you know, it must be easy to find." And I found people that I wasn't sure were connected with you. Um, the, 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 it seemed a little bit more esoteric, and than you've been saying it's you know, there's these exercises. You do the exercises, and we're working on another sense. Um, and I wasn't sure, and, and eventually I came to you via Facebook. Um, so I would love, I would really love to um, support you in any way I can. Um, I have this page called Discover Energy Work, and you know, I invite you to, to send me your information. I'll, I'll, I'll post it there. Um, and then I'll post any links of YouTube channels and, and courses you have. Uh, I'll post it in the in the show notes. But is there something? And this is what I did, you know. So I went, okay, I'm going to buy some colored pens, and I'm going to I'm going to yeah. cover my eyes for a period of time where everything's dark, and then I'm going to hold them up and just see what do I feel. Is that something that people can do at home just to sort of get a feeling of if there's definitely yes, yes. Again, there are two things that are needed one to believe that this is possible and second another program that 
we were conditioned to have is that we need somebody else to heal us, to cure us, to teach us, to... There's always somebody else, not myself. Right. Uh, it's not true. Uh, we can explore ourselves. It's true. It may take longer because you are really, you know, exploring in the unknown. So you have no reference that you can hold on to and, you know, make the next step and so on. Mm. Uh, and when you have no reference, then uh, you, you may get to a different path, path, which is not necessarily the infovision perception. It's all good. Any perception, extra percent perception is welcome, as long as, you know, it gets us out of the little box that we live in. Yes. Um, it may not necessarily be infovision, and why I'm saying this, uh, without having uh, personal experience about remote viewing, um, it seems to me there's an overlap in the perception between infovision and remote viewing. Um, I studied controlled remote viewing. Okay, so that was the, I studied a protocol that was used by the uh, Department of Defense in, um, in America with one of the trainers in their unit. And I would say with, rem with controlled remote viewing, um, it's a paper-based protocol and information comes and you've got no idea where it comes from, but you don't, it's not, it, it, it I really hope you enjoyed different. the interview. Could you However, get back to me and let it, me know? It almost uh, sounds like what you're doing where is I'm, where I'm talking uh, to, to somebody. An as even long as it takes, better, faster, more you effective like, method um, with the, the information works, that like I've got from you right now. Minutes. Send me a message um, on Discover Energy uh, Work on especially, the Facebook page, especially or Discover as one of the weaknesses of that military method was and have a fantastic weekend. Rest, recover, and above all, take care and remember. You can always um, discover but, energy um, work. The, the, I mean, uh, that is, the nice thing about that is that it's extremely well uh, scientifically researched. So Russell Tark and, and Hal Puddock were, were, were physicists, yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. they, they yeah. did a very good job. Yeah, well, they had the funds, that's the difference. All Millions, the research yes. that we have, So that's a big difference when you sponsor yourself. I totally get it. I mean, the funny thing is, is they had, uh, it's an irony. They say we only got 15 million, yeah, for that, I don't know, what is it, 15 years that they ran, ran it. Um, how much does a satellite cost to put in space, yeah, to see things? And you're not going to get the information that we got. And if you speak, I mean, my podcast, I've interviewed uh, Lynn Buchanan and, and uh, Paul Smith. Um, and Paul started with, with Ingo Swan, who was the originator, if you like, of the method. And uh, he says, like, the detailed information that they get when they were working on the war of drugs is they would get where the, where the plane was landing, uh, you know, in the middle of nowhere. There is nowhere. There'd, there'd be no phone calls about it. You know, nobody knew. It was literally a psychic event. Uh, and there were 
totally amazed when you know the the drug enforcement agency appears and sort of says right you're coming with us um so i mean it, it, it is it is an incredible uh, thing and i'm i'm very much about i don't feel like i'm on a crusade i just want to let people know there are other possibilities and um for healing and also there's other possibilities of the way we can see our world and certainly you know having had children that were uh, seeing auras um myself i don't want to be to be afraid i don't want them to i want to know yeah it's just some people can do that some people like some people can make their tongue go into a, a little tube i can't do that but does it make me <laughs> you know bad or evil or whatever no yeah, yeah. yes so um the the whole uh, thing behind us accepting these abilities and uh, using them i would say is our emotional response to information because one of the things that naturally develops I believe whatever the method you are using, with this ESP, um, one of the things that naturally develops is that you learn to tell the truth from the non-truth. I don't want to call it lie, but non-truth. And you learn to, to kind of read people's thoughts, not in a... Um, you know, text-wise manner, like, you know, I'm looking at you and I can write down literally every word that you are thinking. Not that way, but in a kind of holistic way. I can know generally what you are thinking, or at least if you are thinking positively or negative, or uh, if you are planning something or whatever. So right. you can always the intention. And this was... Uh, one of my challenges with InfoVision, when I got to clearly know when people were lying, and I had to learn, emotionally speaking, to deal with that, because my initial response was an instinctual one, like, uh, how dare you like me? in yeah. my face it was so yeah. clear yeah. so visible yeah. but on the other hand i don't have the arguments to show to them how i know they were lying and so of course if i would say oh you are lying they would say oh it's your imagination or you know how do you are you or things like that Michaela, I think this is a fascinating topic that you're raising, and it's really what I call like psychic gaslighting, where uh, I don't know if you know the term gaslighting. It, it, it's making other people think they're crazy, but actually yes. somebody psychically, they go, oh, I know what that person's thinking. I know their intentions. And then they, they go, you have no evidence, so you're actually crazy. And, and I feel it's it's a challenge it's a challenge that we have um being i you know i don't even like the term psychic but but being very connected with our feelings um exactly. 
and and then um, uh, people can sort of say no, that's that's not true. But um, it, it is also a fascinating um, phenomena because I feel that so often we are um, uh, on, many people are quite dishonest with themselves, um, exactly. and we see this. We see this with the narcissistic area where people are compensating for a lack of real value by yeah. puffing up their chest and saying, look, I have value. And of course, that, that comes through as a rather strong tension. And of course, they suffer from it in the end. Yeah, exactly. That's what I needed to learn to understand that when people are lying to me, there's nothing personal there. Right. That was a good lesson to me. I have a final question that I like to ask everybody, but I, I would like to say, Michaela, I mean, it's been fascinating and I would love to have you come and talk with me again. Um, Thank you. Would, what advice, if somebody wants to expand their perception, what advice do you give to everybody? Yeah, I mean, they can come on your classes, but is there something if they went to somebody else that was offering them that, what would you suggest that they pay attention to or, or, or if they wanted to do it themselves, what would you suggest? Well, my journey actually started with something totally different, nothing from the, the ASP area. I started with some years ago, like I cannot even remember, maybe more than 10 now, uh, with observing and self-observing. That's the thing that increased my awareness. And through this practice, uh, observing your physiological responses when you are, you know, triggered uh, in some way, how your body somatizes uh, that re uh, reaction and that tells you what's going on in your subconscious mind, which is really difficult to access, but the body tells everything. For me, the body is the visible manifestation of the invisible content of the subconscious mind. So everything you want to know about your own subconscious mind, just observe your body. So in me doing so, I identified a lot of personal patterns, supporting but also sabotaging patterns, um, and at the same time, collective patterns. And this practice taught me to not really believe in what my mind has to say. Okay. And this helped me open to other things that my mind was, you know, like that. Right. I would say, no, I don't believe this. I believe it's like that. And then indeed that's how it was and then I thought oh but maybe actually it can be like that and it was like that and so on right. so 
would be one thing that I would recommend to absolutely everybody. Observation and self-observation. It's a powerful tool to learn awareness and self-awareness. And the activation actually with the mask. That's what it is about. Uh, it's about self-awareness, not yeah. about yeah. or anything else. Yeah. And then just whatever idea comes to your mind. For example, I want to play with, and I will give you one, the latest example, the latest idea that I got. Again, through self-observation, I noticed that I can feel the, the radiation of electronics. Not only feel, but it really hurts me if I hold the, the mobile in my hand for a couple of minutes, it's to, to hurt. Right. So I thought, okay, let's play with this sensitivity. And what I did, I put the, the phone on the table, eyes closed, dark in the room, everything, and I would hover my hand, trying to feel the radiation, and then put my hand on the table to see. Did I get it or I missed it? Right. So the idea, let your mind, the, the child, inner child mind, yeah. come up with games, ideas, right. and just go for it. And explore. Yeah. It's really just about being curious and explore. We all can do anything as long as it's fun. And if you are curious, and very important, this is a mistake that most, if not all adults do, when we don't get it, we immediately criticize ourselves. Right. Oh, it's not working with me, I'm not good, I need 10 years of practice, none of this is true. Right. Just whatever the crazy idea is, play with it, alone so that there's nobody you know watching you and criticizing you or whatever right, uh, right. with respect to the seeing without eyes again i would encourage total freedom anybody can reinvent the method or discover another way of activating for themselves seeing without eyes just do it that's all. <laughs> Wonderful. Awesome. Michaela, thank you so much. And uh, we will definitely connect people for you. Thank you. That will be lovely. And waiting for our next unusual talk. I think you'd agree that was an amazing uh, discussion with uh, Michaela. I'm going to be sharing as much information as I can to support her work on the Discover Energy Work page and in the groups. And uh, I'm going to be doing the course, so I'm going to be giving you lots of feedback about how things are going. Keep, keep on uh, sharing the love, and remember to like the page and send me a message. What do you want to hear about? All right, and keep on discovering energy work.